It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. I was thinking, I have all kinds of other discussion on the air. Politics, entertainment, you know, we talk about the environment and fishing, all different types of topics. The weather is not discussed very often here on this program, and I think, you know, I got to find somebody good to provide some weather forecasts. I don't want the boring, stuffy, old-school weather guys. I need somebody who's going to maybe refresh weather, make it sound better, more sexy. On AC Primetime Radio, and John Belarus is checking in. John, what's the weather look like today here in the Atlantic City region? Well, I can tell you this. On the Monday, you're going to freeze your plants off. Come Tuesday morning, we're looking at temperatures going down into the 20s, winter-like temperatures by Tuesday morning. So protect those plants. New Jersey, look out for the blueberries. Look out for the apple orchids. They're going to be in danger. Need to protect them for both Tuesday morning and again Wednesday morning. But look at this. I'm looking at next weekend. Probably we're going to see record-setting temperatures. I would not be shocked to see some readings go down to the teens come next Saturday night. And there is a chance of some snow. I don't know how much just yet. Some of the models indicating a pretty significant snow. Others out to sea. So right now it's up in the air, so to speak, but it's something to watch. Cold blast next weekend and, and protect those tender plants, especially Tuesday, Wednesday morning as we get hit with an unseasonally cold Arctic invasion. You might have a, um, a future in online broadcasting, John Belarus. <laughs> you never know. Uh, you know what? You never know what each day brings, you know, Mel. You know, it's uh, whether you never knew what the next day will bring, and same with real estate, and same with whatever. Toxic? Can I call you Mel Toxic? <laughs> well, you can call me Mel Toxic, and I can call you John Belaris, the world famous yeah. weathercaster or the weather oh, savior. Yeah, famous in my own shower. Yeah, yep. I did have the weather savior after uh, I left television news, and uh, that was great to do, Mel. As you know, I'm a weather, what we call a weather junkie. Give everybody a, a quick background on you. Oh, man. I, I was born and raised Long Island, New York. I, I had a, just a love, a fascination, and a passion for weather at a very early age. I used to chase storms on my bike, had an all-weather radio, you know, and I would find out where the storm's going. I'd get on my bike, and I, I, I'd rapidly try to drive to, on my bicycle to a place called, I remember my first time was a little town called Hop Hog, Long Island. I had my Polaroid camera, and I took pictures of this lightning coming in and the storm coming in. But I was always fascinated with it. I was voted most likely to be a TV weatherman in high school on the island. So 1987, um, I get my first shot. I go on the air. Mel, when they introduced me, my, my radio name, I was doing radio. If you call me Mel Toxic, I want to know what your radio name was. Jonathan Edwards. Oh, Jonathan <laughs> Edwards? That's That was your original radio name, Jonathan Edwards. Yeah. Where did that come from? There was a news program director at WALK in Long Island. And when I was doing my very first tape for that for that station, and, you know, you do a recorded tape, you know, hey, this is John Belarus, look today, sunny and breezy, high mid-50s tonight, clear and cool. And at the end I said, and, uh, I'm, and for WALK Long Island, I'm meteorologist John Belarus. Stop! I go, what? Belarus? Yes, my name. <laughs> no. Now, what's your middle name? I said Edward. Okay, you're Jonathan Edwards. Well, wait, said, did, what, you're too ethnic sounding or what? Yeah, I was too ethnic. <laughs> Belarus, I go, what is that? He go, I go, well, it, it's Greek, Irish, Scottish, you know, but my, I, no, 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 you're, you're Edwards. You're, you're Edwards. I said, oh, man, I'm thinking to myself, 
man. Were you kind of like the old school weather guy, the the Willard Scott guy, or or, 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 or we all remember Jim O'Brien from yeah. uh, Channel Six in, in Philadelphia? He was a, a radio guy, a fun, personable guy, great top 40 jock that made the leap to television. I'm assuming that uh, maybe you kind of did the same thing. Eventually, the real personality of John Belaris came out. Exactly. I started off really slow, learning the business, learning the chops, nervous as all hell. And, you know, I was just a shy kid, you know, and I was really shy back then. I was really shy. We are talking to John Belaris, world-famous weather savior, weather caster from Philadelphia and New York. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. And, yes, it's true. You just heard John Belaris say that he was a very shy guy. Yeah, I, I was shy. And, you know, you know, get, getting into the, into the business. But when uh, I finally... You know, broke through with uh, some radio, and uh, I was. And you know what really helped me develop a personality, Mel? Now I'm going back. Now, now things are coming back to me. Um, when I first started really getting into it, and I was, uh, people liked my voice, and I was. You know, when I first started doing, I had to write all my scripts because we had to do 32 different cities. So I'm writing a script for Syracuse, Miami. Denver. Hi, I'm John Blair. It's the weather, and, De- and then I have to write everything down. And by the time it, it got too crazy, people, the, the stations are calling in. I'm, I'm late, so I got to start ad libbing. So now I'm ad libbing wherever I'm going, and each station wanted a different personality. When I was in Syracuse, I had to be more like Farmer John, and they and they and <laughs> more like here's, <laughs> and, and then in another station, I was like here's Johnny. Dan, but it's Dan, that Dan, it's Dan. that live pressure that really can I, show that you can get the job done. Right. So it was under the gun. It's like you had to be live, and you had to adapt to each personality at each station. You have become the de facto, the unofficial, maybe the official weather savior for AC Primetime Radio for everybody here along the South Jersey Shore. <laughs> really? I also know that you are a fan of what Bart Blatstein, you know, a mutual friend oh. of ours, Bart Blatstein invested in the playground pier along the boardwalk right there in front of Caesars. We actually met each other for the first... Well, actually, we saw each other for the first time. It was a long time. We, we kind of fell out a little bit, and uh, we were looking at what Bart just invested in. And you knew that Bart wanted to do some kind of an online TV station, radio station, streaming thing, and he's doing it right there on the pier at Triax. Maybe you're going to stop by one day, uh, maybe a Friday afternoon, and uh, we can talk weather, get you in front of the green screen. Oh, I'd love to do that. Listen, uh, Bart and I have, you know, known each other for over 12 years now. And, uh, you know, we talked about doing something uh, along those lines uh, for the Atlantic City, for the playground, and, and for the Jersey residents along the shore. So I'd love to. You know, that's, that's, it. that's a no-brainer for me. I love it so much. So I'm going to come down there. And now we go live to John Belair's at the top of Lucy the Elephant. I tell you what, the wind's gusting up here on the left ear, coming in out of the northeast about 30, 40 miles an hour. Right side of the ear, not so bad. But right now, I'm, I'm concerned about Lucy, and I'm concerned about some chapped lips. Now we don't have to wait up to 11 o'clock to watch John Belaris. Now we can listen to Belaris's weather cast because he's the weather savior. We can listen to his cast on demand anytime, anywhere, on any device. We're talking to John Belairs, and he is a well-known weatherman, a, a weather savior, if you will. And this is AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. So I know that we could talk for many, many hours about this, but let's try to speed things up a little bit. And you make, you make inroads in 1990. You break into Philadelphia uh, meteorology. Uh, how long did you last at Channel 10 in Philadelphia? From 1990 to 2004. That's a long run, so 14 years. 
Yeah, 13 and a half years, yeah. yeah that, that was a long run. And, and the only reason why I left, it was an opportunity that after 9-11 in, in, in New York, um, you know, I lost some friends there. Um, and because, um, you know, I told you I grew up with uh, firemen and, you know, uh, New York City firemen that uh, had that not didn't do well. So anyway, so um, so after about a year and a half, and you got to remember, my dream was to do the six and eleven at CBS in New York. And Eric Ober said, "If you become a star in Philadelphia, we'll welcome you back here." They tried to get me back after four years, and I said, "No, I love it here in Philadelphia too much," and I stayed because I fell in love with the city and the area and the Jersey Shore. And let me just say that one more time. Being in a big market like Philadelphia for uh, it's market number five, and you were in there, you were you, you were the top guy in weather in Philly for 14 years. That is huge. Yeah, it was. It was quite an accomplishment, and yeah, I feel really good about that, and I feel truly blessed because I was living my dream and doing, you know, you know when you get up in the morning and you love what you do, there's nothing better than that. And let me know, tell you, uh, you, took, you took your job Seriously, there was always uh, a little hubbub about weather forecasting, but that that comes with the territory. And sure. but you kind of blended in personable, fun, a Jim O'Brien like vibe when you're doing the weather. You made it more interesting. It, it wasn't so stuffy and clinical. You were out and about. You were always everywhere on the street in Philly. That's why people right. absolutely love John Belaris as a Philly weathercaster. Yeah. You're right. I was out everywhere, Mel. You're absolutely correct. And my 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 model of um, success is really on air was to be yourself, but you ne- you needed to be informative and entertaining at the same time, because who wants to fall asleep? Most people are if they're watching the news, just waiting for the five day forecast. I wanted to make sure they were engaged, and there was something different. Real, real quick, your background in meteorology. What uh, what are your certifications? I was in the Air Force, so I got most. I went climatological in um, in my first two years of college, and then I went to the Air Force and got all my training at Chinook, Illinois Air Force Base in the Midwest. Uh, then uh, I did my on-the-job training for weather uh, briefing pilots uh, at McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey. And then from New Jersey, I went to West Hampton Beach, Long Island, and uh, was part of the 201st weather uh, flight crew there for four years. And that's where I got all really my chops in, in uh, really hardcore training. Because in the Air Force, Mel, you can't mess up. It's all practical. It is in theory. So what you do, you, you do the time. And you can, uh, if you screw something up, you can get in big-time trouble. You can be court-martialed for negligence in coming up with an inaccurate forecast or screwing up. But when you tell a pilot he has uh, a 1,000-foot ceiling when he really has a 300-foot ceiling, uh, that's no good. So, so I'm going to suggest, John Belaris, that you being able to keep a pilot in the sky safe might be just a little more important than making sure that uh, camp out with your family doesn't get rained out. Exactly. But you know what, Mel? The number one thing, uh, I think, you, you don't need a weatherman every day, you know, with a sunny, but, but you do need someone to get you through a storm and that's someone you can trust. And, you know, when we deal with things like a Sandy and, and, and blizzards and then tidal flooding of late, and, you know, we're in an extreme weather cycle uh, for, uh, for eternity, uh, these things are of deep concern. So even though I have a lot of fun on here, whenever anyone that ever knows me knows when it comes to a storm, I'm locked in. And, and I'm trying my very best to give a responsible for you. So let's jump ahead. Today, you are doing a mixture of uh, you're still uh, involved with weather, with Weather Savior, and you're working and you're writing uh, weather columns for the Metro newspapers, right? 
Yeah, I still uh, I still have a, a weather savior, but what I'm doing now is I, I write for Metro Philadelphia and, and Metro New York and Metro Boston. So I'm, I'm their uh, Northeast weather guy for uh, the Metro, again, paper and digital. So you'll find my articles every Monday uh, morning here in Philadelphia, whether you pick it up uh, uh, on paper or you or you do it on, on digital. And in the meantime, you know, i got to take care of my little girl now. So, um, you know, you're not making a killing writing once a week. Uh, even though you're doing what you love. So I have real estate, and real estate has really been taken off for me, and I'm full full throttle with that as well. And how do, and people, that, how do, how do people find out? Maybe they want John Belaris, they want to list their home with John Belaris. Maybe they want John Belaris to find them a beautiful home in South Philly, maybe up there, uh, maybe here somewhere along the South Jersey Shore. How would they reach out to John Belaris? Well, they're already reaching out. Mel asked me about some rentals for the Jersey Shore. I'm just about to complete a closing on a home in New Jersey as well. So I am in New Jersey and in Philadelphia. It's very easy. You just email me, and you can email me at Belaris at thecondoshops.com. And that's Belaris, B-O-L-A-R-I-S, at thecondoshops.com. And I can help you out. And I have a team. It's not just me. So anywhere you go, you need a team to succeed. And I have a great team. How the heck did you get and break into Philadelphia? After I news twelve, all right. So I got I broke through a news twelve. You know when I, I I set the tape and you know I filled in and guess what? After four days on the air, the president of CBS News at the time was Eric Over, the O president, was watching in the Hamptons vacationing. He calls a news director in New York, Paul Sagan, and said, "You got to call this guy and bring him in for a, uh, an audition." The next thing I know, I'm being interviewed by CBS News in New York, and I had no suit. So when I went in after my, <laughs> well, my wait, wait, you, you didn't have proper clothing, is what you're saying? Proper attire? Oh, God, I had nothing. I had nothing. I, I'm bar- Listen, I'm borrowing money to take the train to get into for my interviews. Uh, I, I'm, I come home on my bicycle because I was working at a deli, too. He goes, hey, CBS, New York calls you. I go, what? <laughs> yeah, the message is on the machine. I go, wait. Are you serious? No, he doesn't know who he is. I know who he is. I played back that message, Mel. 40 times. It's like almost like uh, the Pope is calling you. That's right. Exactly. The Pope called. And, and, and the, I, I, was, I could tell you this. That message I, list, I, I, I think about right now, I think about it, was one of the happiest days of my life hearing that message. <laughs> I was the only one ever hired by CBS News in New York at my age, the number one market, with four days of television experience. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, oh, just, just pause there, Johnny B., Johnny Belarus, whatever your name is, Edwards, whatever your name is. Yeah. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor, talking to John Belarus about stuff that most of us had no idea about. So what I've gathered so far is with a matter of hours of on-air experience, now you're doing weather in market number one, New York City. Is that right? Yep. Yep, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's it. And then after I did my series of auditions, and they were really funny, because I would sit there, and then the news director, after I go through them, he goes, well, you have to play the tape and watch it with the news director. You cringe. I hate, I never watched myself for all the years I did weather after I, you know, I became okay. And, and like, I go, what you think? I said, oh, that's crap. I can do much better. Because you know what? I like it. I got something here. So after a series of callbacks, he finally calls me back and says, why should I hire you? <laughs> One of those questions. Yeah, and I and come in. I came back into, the, into New York. I said, well, I'll never let you down. And that was it. He pulls out a contract, a three-year contract. 
He throws it on the table. He goes, here's the, here's the deal. And I said, what do I sign? He goes, don't you want to see what you're making? I said, trust me, it's more than I'm making now. You know, so <laughs> he said, what do I sign? He goes, well, I can fire you after every 12 weeks. It's a recycle contract. I said, I don't care. And he goes, all right, sign. It was $37,000, okay? So, so $37,000, um, your first job, and how long was that contract? Three-year contract. Fire me at any, they can fire me at any minute. But they can hold on to you for three years. Yep, uh-huh. And you were okay yep. with that. I didn't care. I had no way to be kidding me. I'm I'm trading in roast beef sandwiches for rent. You know, I'm <laughs> on Long Island. So I'm like, that's the truth, too. All my firemen buddies, I worked in a deli. I'd bring in the food from the deli, and they would say, in exchange for rent, you pay us in, in cold cuts. In 1990, all right, so I get a call from my agent. Uh, he goes, Eric Ober wants to meet with you at Mickey Mantle's restaurant in, uh, in New York and Central Park West, and we're going to meet with him. I said, ah, okay, Eric Ober. So this is going to be good news or bad news? So uh, we sit, and he goes, he's looking at me, and he goes, I really, really uh, like what you have done here. I said, ah, thanks, Eric, Mr. Ober. Uh, And he goes, I call me Eric. I said, no, well, thank you. He goes, but I want you to go to Philadelphia. I said, huh? He goes, yeah. I go, but Philadelphia, I don't even know (laughs) it. I said, but I haven't ever been to Philly. (laughs) And he goes, well... We want to re- we want to reboot a station down there. And yeah. listen, he goes, you're not going to go anywhere here right now. You got Mr. G and Dr. Frankfield in front of you. Do you want to be stuck on the weekends for the next six years? But that but was smart, man. That was smart. Yeah. They knew they had to put a dent in Action News down in Philly. Yeah. So I, I don't know anything about the you know at the time the you know the the ratings and, and all these other aspects of television. You just think you're doing television because you love it, but there's a lot of other things going on with it. You, you don't know as a kid. And I'm still naive to it when I was at that stage of the ball game. So all right, and then so he chooses himself from the table. I go to my agent. I don't want to go to Philadelphia. I want a number one market now. What do I want to go to? At the time, it was the number five market. Are you all of a sudden a prima donna this early in your career? Uh, <laughs> I just, that's my home. I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid. So he goes, John, that's Eric Ober who gave you a big break. I would suggest you listen to what he has to say. And all right. So he comes back to the table, and uh, I said, all right. The waitress comes by, I go, What's the big thing in Philadelphia? They go, my agent goes, cream cheese, Philadelphia cream cheese. I go, oh, can I have a bagel with Philadelphia cream cheese, please? And then Eric came and shook my hand and goes, this is the right move for you. And, and uh, at the same time, I was doing network in New York, uh, Mel. I was the first one to go on CBS Morning News, uh, you know, from the weekends and blah, blah, blah. I was doing Z100 New York. I, I, I partnership with them, with Z100, with Scott Shannon and that whole group. And uh, next thing I know... I make an announcement on um, CBS Morning Show that John Belaris is now new home is going to be CAU in Philadelphia. And what year that was this now? 1990. So 1990 is when the Philadelphia market first saw John Belaris. It's market five. So uh, I, I do the uh, morning show, okay? Now, you got to remember, back in 1990, Mel, there was not much moving in television news. Well, who was the uh, – who was your – weather competition at that time. Uh, Dave Roberts over at 6ABC? Well, yeah, it was Roberts, uh, Herb Herb Clark, it was Gene Crane. I don't remember. Wait a second. So you replaced or did you start working alongside with Herb Clark? Oh, no. Here, here's what happened. This was, this is bad time. This is a very bad time for me. So they announced it on the air. Um, 
that I'm going down there. You got to remember, before this, I'd have to go down and meet the general manager, but it was all very secretive. And they had me go up in the control, go up in the GM's office, and we'd watch the news. And he'd say, I can't stand or lack of energy. I can't stand our newscasts. We're dead in the water. What do you think? Um, I need you to bring energy. I go, well, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to do whatever I can do. I'm just going to be myself. He goes, exactly. I said, why can't I just meet them now? He goes, no, 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 John. Just go back. You know, we'll make the announcements. We'll, if, we'll take care of it. If they see that. John Belaris walking in, total stranger at that time, saying, because you know what it's like when you're in TV and radio, when you see an outsider come in with a briefcase or they look like they, um, they have this on-air persona, everybody is scared. You know, they're scared. They don't know, hey, you're replacing me? Are you taking my job? Exactly it, Bill. So what happens, they announce it in the morning on the network show. I take the train down to, in time to do the noon show. So I walk into the studios at 10 a.m. that morning at CAU. At the time, it was actually CBS before it changed over to NBC. Okay, so when you say CAU, it's uh, actually Channel 10 in Philadelphia yep. at that time. Channel 10. Where, where you, were, uh, you were getting ready to be debuted as the new weather guy at Channel 10 in Philly. Exactly right, but no one knew that. Except for when, they, when uh, Harry Smith at the time, who was doing the morning uh, network uh, in New York, announced it on air, and I'm heading down to Philly. So, as I take that train down to Philly, I get to the station. Now, the first time they ever heard about me was by, through Harry Smith, two and a half hours before I got to CAU, that's, uh, you know, the uh, Channel 10. Now, here I am. I'm walking in the newsroom with the GM. I have this funky tie on. It's Nicole Miller tie, because I always dressed kind of, you know, out there. I had the no, no, Nicole Miller tie. I had the... Uh, the suspenders, you know, they, I had the blue pinstripe suit. And, you know, I walk into the room, silence. No one's really, they're giving me that, you know, that fish handshake? I got to remember, they announced that I was replacing Gene Crane, who was doing the noon for like 40 years, replacing Gene on the noon, and Terry Ruggles at the time was doing the weather at 5 o'clock. Okay, so, so it, it was it was known at that time that this new young guy from from New York, this whippersnapper's coming in to replace the beloved Gene Crane and Terry Ruggles. And then they also said, you know, the avuncular Herb Clark. This is all in the papers. It's only a matter of <laughs> the avuncular. I still don't know what that means. Avuncular. I don't think it's a good thing to be known you as. Know, you're you're avuncular. I didn't know what it meant either at the time, so I had to look it up. It meant uncle-like. <laughs> See, I, I, what I'm doing is I'm testing you to make sure that I can throw stuff at you, much like that gentleman up in New York that gave you a, gave you your first shot getting into meteorology on the television, right there, market number one, John Belaris yeah. in New York City. Hey, man, thanks for being on AC Primetime right, Radio. No. Thank you so much for inviting me.